Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dommers. Well, this morning I received a message on Instagram from Scott Hebert asking me when Michael Bell from Half Acre Farm was going to be back on the podcast. Well, it's been a while since the first Bellcast, Season 3, Episode 5, in January, and a lot has happened. Fortunately for all of us, Michael Bell returns to the Small Scale Life podcast to discuss progress at his urban farm in Dallas, Texas. Michael and I discussed a number of topics, including the great weather in Texas right now and the crappy weather in Minnesota and the upper Midwest, what he's planted, and some of his profitable urban farming strategies. Michael is using some really interesting and simple marketing techniques to develop business opportunities and increase his urban farming operation. As you will hear, he's employing techniques with great success. Michael feels that there are a lot of growth opportunities for profitable urban farming in the future, and he provides some positive encouragement to those who might be considering an urban farm as a side business. Before we get into that, we know we have a lot of new folks listening to the Small Scale Life podcast. In case you're new to our podcast and blog, Small Scale Life is about a little simple living, a little urban homesteading and gardening, and a A lot lot of adventures adventures along the way. way. We appreciate that you are here and listening to our podcast and reading our blog. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Before we begin this episode, let's hear from some friends of Small Scale Life. Our first friend of Small Scale Life is Nature's Image Farm. Great news, everyone. It's time to start planning for spring. Interested in growing a food forest or homestead orchard full of nuts, fruits, berries, or medicinals? Greg Burns from Nature's Image Farm has a variety of plants that they have planted at their farmstead and they absolutely love. He has Comfrey Bocking 4 and Bocking 14 cuttings for you. And if you're looking for trees, Nature's Image Farm has several fruit and nut bundles for you. So check out the site at naturesimagefarm.com. Remember to use code SSL for Small Scale Life for 10% off and free shipping. And let Greg know that you heard about Nature's Image Farm on Small Scale Life. In fact, I think Greg is currently running a special right now that if you order a tree bundle, you'll get some free comfrey with your order. So you might want to take advantage of that. Also, when you make a purchase from Nature's Image Farm, remember that you're supporting a small scale family farmstead and some really nice folks. Hey everybody, on behalf of Small Scale Life, this is Tommy Cakes. I'm new to the Small Scale Life. I wanted to talk to you about two things. The first thing is my podcast, The Midweek Motivation on smallscalelife.com. Check that out if you need a little pick-me-up in the middle of the week, a little motivation, a little bada-boom, bada-bing. The second thing, check out the Small Scale Life Facebook group. We've got about 500 people in there. It's growing. It's good. So you should be part of that too. So join us at Small Scale Life Facebook group and also my weekly podcast on smallscalelife.com, Midweek Motivation. All right, back to the lounge. I got my drink. Ah, Delicious. We'll see you soon.
All right. Thank you to our friends of Small Scale Life. Remember, if you have a product or service that you would like to be discussed in Small Scale Life, contact me at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com or use the Contact Us page on smallscalelife.com. All right. Let's begin the second episode of the Bellcast, Profitable Urban Farming, with our friend Michael Bell on the Small Scale Life podcast. Well, thanks for coming back on the show. I appreciate you coming on, man. I know it's been a little bit of time. So what have you been up to since since the last time we talked? I know you've been busy planting. You've been busy getting new business. And you've even promoted a little bit. I've been on some podcasts and videos and stuff. Where do you want to start, my friend? <laughs> uh, we can start with the farm. Yeah, let's uh, do that. I guess that's the, that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, farm's doing awesome. Other than, like I said, the cool weather ever once every 10 days blows in and i gotta go cover my tomatoes and peppers up with five gallon buckets which is annoying to all get out but mm-hmm. to be safe more than likely i'd be okay but um i don't take the chance on it so i go then cover them up and then about 10 11 o'clock the next day i go and cover them and put them back up and it's a beautiful 72 degrees and you know it's all good just shaking have, my head at you man just shaking my head you're killing me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have to admit it's pretty nice right now but i think i have 35 different cherry tomato plants in the ground wow i have most of them are blooming or already have tomatoes on them that is great and you had the black cherry and just a regular cherry right i've actually got let's see black cherry i've got sun gold cherries i have mary i have marigold cherries uh, then a very generic, they call it large red cherry, which was my favorite one last year. Okay. I mean, from a selling standpoint, like it made, it didn't bust. It was the perfect size. Gotcha. So, so I planted a lot of those. And then I have, they call it a husky red cherry. Oh. And it's a very short, very short tomato um, tomato plant, which I like. It's very thick stemmed and it doesn't get over like four feet tall. Huh. Really? Yeah, and the only reason why I got them is because they were at Lowe's and six packs for three fifty. I thought, and I kept looking at them, and I'm like, man, those don't get tall. Which I, I don't enjoy eight foot tomato plants. They they're just a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, and then they um, get real bushy too, and they just take over everything. Yeah, you got to trim them, and I don't have anything set up yet to where I can string them. You know, like they yep. do at all the big farms. You know, string them up an eight foot trellis with one string, and do all, I? I don't have a setup for that yet. Hmm. So I said, we're going to have, I mean, have to develop something for you, man. Yeah, I've 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 kicked around a bunch of ideas. Sure. Uh, I'm going to try later in the summer when I have time to actually sit down and build the stuff. But okay. right now, I'm just going to do the, the the best I can. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and bought 18 of those husky red cherry. The tomatoes before, and they're good. You know, they you know they have a good taste to them. They have a good thin skin, which I'm not a big thick skin tomato lover. I appreciate that. So, yeah. um, so you you've actually so you've actually bought some of your stock. You didn't raise it all from. You didn't grow it all from seed yourself. You went and bought some flats and. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely bought. Like I bought all my peppers. Okay. Um, I just don't have the infrastructure to to plant stuff from seed. Okay. Um, except for the special, like you can't find black cherry tomato plants anywhere. Yeah, you can't. You can't find a whole lot of sun golds. Nope. So. Uh, I, I just told myself, look, just plant the stuff you can't find at the box stores. Because when you think about it, it's not expensive. I mean, you get six freaking tomato plants for thirty for three dollars and fifty cents. That's sixty cents a plant. True. That one plant's going to make you hundreds of dollars over the course of its life. So, I don't have a problem spending sixty cents. Oh, I don't know. It's going to break plant. the bank, man. It's going to break. It's going to break the yeah, bank. It's, it's, oh. 
<laughs> no, yeah, that's a, 60 cents breaks the bank. I'm in the wrong profession. Right, right. No, that's true. And um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. And I, I was looking at it from a perspective, like the black cherries, where you got to find the seed and, and plant that because it's kind of a unique thing. But yeah, for some of these, like a regular cherry, man, you can get, you can find those at the store for pretty cheap. And, yeah, you got, and same thing with the, same thing with the, with the peppers too. Yeah. I bought, I bought every one of my pepper plants. I, I spent less than $20 on, on all my pepper plants alone. And I have, I have a feeling I'm going to have more peppers than, than I'm going to actually need. Oh, I spent great. less than $20 on them. Well, you better pickle them if you uh, can't sell them all, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I have a lady that actually buys that buys all my sweet, extra sweet banana peppers, and she pickles them. Oh, wow. Nice. Excellent. So I don't mind having extra of those because I've got an outlet for those. Cool. So you got peppers. You got tomatoes. What else? I know you got salad mixes in the ground. Salanova? Yep. Yep. I got a ton I mean, it's 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 unreal how much Salanova I have. But I mean, I'm selling it. And the good thing about Salanova for those people that don't grow it, it can like it grows to a point and then it stops growing and then it'll last a while at that stage. That's cool. So you don't have to pick it like you would a tomato when it's ripe, or else it bursts and gets bad, and you know, and all that. Like Salanova just chills and it doesn't get so, woody tasting or bolt or anything. It's pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, Salanova doesn't get woody. Or anything like that. Um, and if it's 100 degrees, I probably wouldn't let it stay on a plant. You know, I wouldn't let it stay very, you know, more than a day or two. Yeah. But in this nice cold weather, I have no problem letting it stay a week. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I've heard with Salanova, you can get it, like, you can cut it three times, maybe four times, push it on a fourth cut. And that same plant will give you four harvest, three or four harvests, which is really, really makes the plant shine. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on my third cut of probably 40 40 plants probably mm-hmm. and the only reason why i want to cut them just to see just to test it for this time next year okay how many cuts i get at this stage of the you know at this stage of the year so i, I think i'll get five nice that's really good really, it, and, and each cutting does get smaller than that first cutting so i mean it gets to a point where it's not worth it but if you got a bed and you haven't harvested that whole bed go ahead and go ahead and let it go until you need that bed for something sure no, that's really cool. So you got tomatoes, peppers, Salanova. What else you got in the ground, my friend? I've, I've got the zucchini. I've got squash and zucchini. Nice. Uh, which I, pl- I went ahead and bought the squash. Um, you know, again, they had the six packs for three fifty, so I bought twelve of them. Mm-hmm. Um, put those out. They look great. You know, I, I'm, I'm not one of them's died. All twelve look perfect, so I'm happy with those. That's good. Uh, I grew a bush zucchini. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Was that, I have six of the bush. Was that the Zephyr, by chance? No, no, no. I actually planted six more. I actually have six Zephyrs, too. Okay. But this is just a... Zephyrs aren't really a bush. They get pretty damn big. Okay, okay. Um, the, uh, the But the zucchini that I did plant, it's a bush, and it's not supposed to get bigger than three feet. Yeah, I think you sent me the link to that that particular yeah. variety and and i was really looking at that to maybe put one of those in or maybe put a couple of those in this year because i that's one thing that i would love to get is some squash and some zucchini so those are things i'm looking at for this year as well i definitely try that bush um i talked to a couple people online that's grown it before and uh they they say it's just as prolific as a big plant it just doesn't get as big the zucchini is the same size the actual produce is the same size, but the plant isn't near as big. That's huge. So for folks out there that are starting to plan their gardens and where everything's going to go, how it's all going to fit, you got to remember squash and zucchini can take over spaces because they get so big. But a bush 
the bush squash or bush zucchini. Which one? Zucchini? Yeah, it's the bush zucchini. Yeah, bush zucchini might be pretty, make your small garden shine. Same thing with cherry tomatoes. They can get pretty big and pretty bushy. So that just heads up on that as you're planting everything out. Yeah, if, if you're planting a cherry tomato plant or, or, or two and you haven't done it before or you've done it before and you've had that problem, go online, go on YouTube. And you can look up how to trim. Um, uh, trim's not the word. I forgot prune. the word. That, the you'll be pruning. Prune. Yep. Yeah. You can go in there, and there's a thousand videos on how to prune your uh, your cherry tomato plants. And it really does help. It helps with disease because yep. you get more airflow in the bottom of it. Yep. And, and you, the plant gets to use all of its energy to produce more tomatoes mm-hmm. and better quality tomatoes because it's not trying to keep leaves you know, alive at the bottom of the plant right. that don't do anything. Right, exactly. Suckers and, and the side stems that are down low that are just taking nutrients and that stuff could, could be going to your tomatoes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have a, uh, I had one at smallscalegardening.com and that was one of my better articles. I'll, I'll put that out on smallscalelife.com. I'll repackage that a little bit and, and update it. So yeah, we'll, you'll have, we'll have those resources for you this year. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a big deal. I mean, it, I've already tra- I've already pruned uh, all of my tomatoes that I planted three weeks ago yep. that I've been covering. Mm-hmm. I've already had to prune them because they were, you know, I do wood chips around yep. my, my bigger plants like tomatoes, and they tend to if if you have limbs that are dragging on the ground or on wood chips or whatever, they'll get a fungus. Yes, I think two weeks, two and a half weeks after I planted them, they'd grown about six inches, and I just went in and pruned those bottom leaves so they wouldn't be touching the ground when they hung down. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're right. They can get the septoria leaf spot, that yellow spot with with black, and then it'll just overtake your whole plant if you're not careful. Um, and that's yep, why you exactly. really you don't want to you don't want to have leaves touching the ground, and you don't want when you're watering you don't want to spray them. You want to keep that water low and slow because if you're spraying the leaves, it's going to just encourage that stuff, and you can splash the fungus up from the from the soil. So that's a that's a real and, big. And one more tip is a lot of people water their garden at night. Yep. You really don't want to water leaves at night. Yes. Get some fungus and not if you, if you have to if you do overhead watering of a tomato or something, you want to do it in the morning so that sun will dry that leaf out early so it doesn't stay wet for hours and hours. Right. Right. Yeah, and just because you broke up a little bit there, if you water at night, you're just encouraging molds and mildews and, and other viruses to proliferate in the dark of night. Yep. 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 You want to do it early so the sun dries it out. Exactly. You bet. Okay, so what else is – do you have anything else in the ground, or are you, is that pretty uh, much it? I mean, yeah. that's quite a bit. I've got, I've, I've got a ton of onions. I nice. planted a while back. You know, onions – I usually plant onions, well, the last three years – well, this is my third year doing this. Yeah. I planted onions the – the day they that Lowe's got them in. Oh, cool! I went and bought them and and put them out there. Really cold tolerant. Mm-hmm. If it frosts or whatever, it, they just get the the tips just a brown. You just cut the brown part off and they'll continue to grow. Yep. So I've got I've got some beautiful onions that I just sold to a chef uh, yesterday. Really? Actually, yeah. And they use and they they don't even really. I mean, they use the onion part, but they use the greens. Like they oh. they love love the green parts of the huh. onion, the chives. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So how big do your so, how big do your onions get? Because you probably get like the little shallot size, you know, the, just a little little onion guy. Right? Yeah, so yeah. How, my onions don't get bigger than a quarter. Okay, but the greens were two and a half feet. Oh wow! Okay, and that's, that's cool. And straight, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not an onion thing, but I was like, damn, these are nice onion greens out yeah. here. 
Yeah, I was, I was proud of them. <laughs> I was I carried them into the, I carried them into the guy's place like they were like they were a dozen roses. Had them laid across my arms so they wouldn't break or bend or anything. I was all proud of them. Oh man! Well, and then he saw how big you were. He's like, "Hey, take extra here. Here's some more money. Go. <laughs> Don't hurt me." <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yeah, it was, I was, I was proud of those onions, and then I have I have some radishes, and I got some beet. I actually been harvesting radishes now for a couple of weeks, right? And then have beets in the ground. Ah, bears, beets, and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> a little Dwight <laughs> yeah. Schrute for you. So I know you don't like radishes; not your favorite. Nope. You're are you beet guy? Do you do smoothies or anything uh, with it? No, no. I'm a, I'm less of a beet guy than I am a freaking radish guy. <laughs> uh, so, but I have a my very first customer loves beets. Okay, so she's my guinea pig. So okay. if I have a question about a beet, I run a couple by and like, hey, eat these tonight. Let me know if they're good. Okay. When I was a kid, we used to eat beets once in a while, and they kind of got I don't know weren't my favorite. You know what I mean? So I'm. I don't grow them. Okay, some people love them. That's cool. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm glad people love them because I can grow them pretty easily. Oh, that's great, man. Awesome. Well, you're you're rocking and rolling then. But I've got some red Russian kale and mizuna. Okay. That are my auxiliary greens for my uh, salad mix. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, you've got a uh, quite an offering then. And and when do the boxes when do the boxes go out? I know you're doing greens right now, but probably not till you have more yeah. of those other other products ready to roll, right? I tell people May first, give or take a week. Okay, yeah. So, and it's looking like because we've had a couple of weeks where it rained and was cloudy for you know a solid four or five days, so we're probably going to end up being the middle of May. Gotcha. Well, and you've got tomatoes coming, so that's a that's a great thing. I just you know we're still getting snow up here, and you're getting your first harvest. It's just it's. It's a it's a different <laughs> world altogether, my friend. Yeah, well, when it's 107 up here for 60 straight days, I'll call you and you can gloat <laughs> that it's 78 there. Oh, we're doing that. We're so doing that. And I, I did hear Julie <laughs> way upstairs saying it stinks. <laughs> oh, she says well, no, it <laughs> sucks. <laughs> She's listening. Uh, when, when it's 107, y'all have to come down and visit, and you won't mind the snow in April quite so much because oh. it's so miserable. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, we'll we'll try that out, um, and we'll have to drag you over to Magnolia or something too. So down in Waco. Oh God, <laughs> shoot me! <laughs> so you're growing all this stuff. How has business been? Obviously, the chef's the chef was really excited. Um, you've had some pretty good wins over the past. You know, you, you've had some good interest anyway over the past couple uh, months, haven't you? Yeah, it, it's it's insane. Um, when I started this farm and started this idea i was i actually wasn't worried about growing stuff i was worried about selling it and now i'm worried about growing it growing enough because i can sell all i can get i've learned to use instagram i think we talked about the last episode that i was on that i've learned to use instagram and the hashtags yes and it's it's ridiculous you know all all i do is when i i feel like i you know i want to find a couple more people i go to the search part down there at the bottom Uh uh-huh i type in hashtag dallas vegan Stop in oh. Dallas Vegan, and I start scrolling through posts, and I'll just I'll follow five people. Just I'll just say I'm only going to do five because literally I could spend ten hours because there's so many vegans in Dallas. Sure, but I I, I follow five people, and within 24 hours, four out of the five will follow me back. Oh, really? And when they, yeah, and when they follow me back, all I do is send them a message. Hey, thanks for the follow. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Literally, it's copy and paste. Have a you know, thanks for the follow. Have a great day. And um, they immediately almost always immediately hey thanks a lot i I saw the pictures of your farm that's really awesome that you're doing that 
and you're right here in Dallas. How do you, how do I buy your product? Oh, wow. And it's just, it's like a funnel. Like once I get that reply back, I, I got them. Like I can sell them anything <laughs> I want. And that's it's, really cool. Yeah. It's, it's simple. And then one girl a few weeks ago, she, I, you know, we, we messaged back and forth and she's like, can I come out and see the farm? Yeah. I'd love to see it. I've never actually seen a farm before. I'm a city girl, but sure. I, I would love to. I said, sure. I'll be out there Saturday from one to five working. She goes, okay, I might bring a friend. I said, cool. Come out. She said two hours. That's awesome, man. Literally asked a thousand questions. She was so interested in it, you know, the whole nine yards. So uh-huh. she said, can I grab a bag? I was like, yeah, I'll pick you one right now. You know, so I went and harvested her bag, showed her how I did it, did one for a friend. She took it back. She took it home. So the next Thursday, I get, and I texted her Monday. I was like, hey, how was your salad? Was it good? She said it was great. Loved it so much better than store-bought. Yeah. So I said, well, keep me posted when you want another one. So Thursday, five days later, she texts me, can I get 15 bags tomorrow? <laughs> and I text her back and I said, of course you can get 15, but why do you need 15? And she goes, because my friend wants another one and I have 13 coworkers that saw me eat it all week. And I told every one of them about you and now they all want it too. Oh my gosh. And it's so great because, you know, I know you follow Gary V. And this is something that he talks about is finding people in that area code. You know, this is how it's done. You know, this is how you find those those people in that target market. And it's great that you have word of mouth working for you, too. Oh, man. And I know this was all last week, wasn't it? This was yeah. This is all Friday I, I delivered where it. you're doing it. Yeah. Yep. I delivered it last Friday. I texted her Saturday morning because I, I remembered I didn't tell anybody to wash it. I was like, hey, could you please send out an email to your coworkers sure. and tell them that that's not, that has not been washed? I forgot to tell you to remind them, and I don't want them to open it up and it be a little sandy because we had a lot of rain and sure. that splashed the sand up, and they get turned off. And uh-huh. she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it right now. She sent out the email, CC'd me on it, and then Very got cool. a bunch of replies and – I don't, I don't think people knew she CC'd me on it, so ah. I saw all the replies, and I'm pretty sure Thursday afternoon I'll have another 10 or 11 or 12 orders. That's great, man. That is awesome. For, for, for one stop. You know, yeah. that's, an easy, that's an easy $75 for one stop, and it takes me 20 minutes. Well, and who doesn't want $75, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what, what's even crazier than that, Tom, is that's on freaking salad mix. I know. What? What happens when they want a box? Oh, baby. I mean, you get to, you, if 10 of the 15 want a box or eight or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's $160 in one stop on a Friday morning. Right. And this was all off of Instagram. You know, you didn't have a fancy yeah. email campaign. You didn't have a fancy uh, website. You didn't have a splashy website, you know, touting your praises and all that stuff. It's Instagram, you know, and stuff that you were doing yep. anyway. Yep. And what's, what's funny is any business could do that. Oh yeah. Literally any like you you're a candle you you make candles or you know you sell t-shirts or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You just got to spend the time, you know, like Gary says, spend put in the work, laying in bed at 11 o'clock at night, you know, on Instagram and you know interact with people. Right. I picked up a client the other day because I followed her, she was a vegan and she posted a picture of her tomato plant. And I just simply said, "Hey, can I give you a tip?" And I, I, I told her about trimming the bottom leaves because they were, she planted it too deep yep. and they were all over the ground. Mm-hmm. So I, I told her the same tip that me and you talked about a minute ago. And she texts back and she just said, hey, thanks so much. I think it's really cool that a farmer who's trying to sell, you know, sell their produce is telling me how to grow a tomato. 
even though I'm not buying anything from them. And I said, hey, no problem. I mean, if you if you want to come out to the farm, you you need anything that you don't want to grow, just let me know. I'd be glad to help you out. But if you ever have any any questions on how to grow something, don't hesitate to, to message me. And she emailed, she messaged right back. Really appreciate that. I'll definitely hit you up in the summer when your summer stuff gets going. I followed your page, and I know you don't have anything right now, really, besides salad. And I grow my own salad. But this summer, I'll definitely get with you. Very cool. Very nice. It took 30 seconds to send that tip. Yeah, yeah. And how big are your sa- the bags of salad mix? I mean, how much how much you get in there? Usually? It's uh it's one gal it's a one gallon Ziploc bag, and okay. it usually weighs pretty close to 12 ounces. Okay. Do you measure that out, or just got a feel for it after doing it for so long? No, I, I just I just got a feel for it. I mean, really, it's a bag full. Yeah. I mean, you cram in there pretty much the entire bag, and it's right at 12 ounces. So cool. If you're you know, 12 ounces you're getting about 650 a pound which is about normal yeah yeah and you're finding that it it'll last the whole week i mean i know some you know you buy organic lettuce at the store you know walmart superstore or something you get that organic box and man in a couple days it gets kind of slimy and gamey you know what i mean but you don't know how long it's been sitting in the store either right so exactly yeah that's exactly what i tell people um you know that that's it's not that my product is so much better i mean it may taste i promise you it tastes a lot better Mm because i do so many different other greens but the reason mine seems like it lasts longer is because i gave it to you the day i picked it or the day after i picked it so it's not going to get picked have to get packaged set on a truck three days to get here from mexico california or florida then set in the back of Walmart for a day or two days to get put on the shelf, and then set on the shelf for a day or two before you buy it. There's mm-hmm. seven days right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. So, yeah, and my salad mix will last at least eight, nine days. Sure. I had a lady text me a while back that said, holy crap, I found your uh, one little part of your salad mix left in the back of my fridge. I have no idea how long it's been there. I pulled it out, and it was perfectly fine, and I ate it for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story right there man that sells itself you know yeah it's almost too good i don't tell that story when i try to sell people stuff because i don't people think i'm bs and i'm in line right. to them but it's a true story right right like it sounds like a complete bs story but it's actually true well and i think if you listen to scott hebert talk about his operation up in up in canada um you know at the the beginning of the year the beginning of the season we we had a conversation and and he was saying something like that too that his his salanova his salad mix was lasting you know it didn't go bad and you know same thing it's local it didn't have seven days in the warehouse in the truck in the you know sitting in a bin somewhere it was picked and it's in the store and go you know i think that's huge yep. that's a huge selling point no it's yeah and people say they can they can test the they can taste the freshness i had a uh this is a big time uh amateur bodybuilder here in dallas and he'll probably be a pro in the next couple of years and he went vegan two years ago wow. completely vegan which is unheard of for you know a bodybuilder because we're all meatheads that like our meat and potatoes and rice but uh he, he got really healthy you know he decided he's gonna be really healthy you know go all vegan so he did so i was like this is there's no better guy to get in good with than this guy and i like him i've known him for a while sure so i gave him a bag so i gave him a bag of mine at a show i said just try it you know if you like it let me know if you don't let me know you know i'll see what i can do to, you know to make you like it and sure. try some different combinations so he texts me the next day and he goes this is seriously the most tasteful has the most taste i've ever tasted in a salad before what's in it so i told him and he said hang on i'm gonna i, I gotta go to the store i'll text you later i said okay so he went to the store come back and he said 
Mike, this is the same stuff that's in all this other, all these others. Like there's beet greens and there's mizuna and there's spinach. And why is yours has so much flavor? I said, because I picked it this morning. Yeah, that's Like I huge. picked it the morning and I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just like anything. yeah, and if you've ever you know watered plants or got that rain, and then you pick it the next morning, you know, and it just mm-hmm. like that taste is so it's there. You know what I mean? Like basil, you know, it just has. Yep, a rich it's hard taste. to explain, but oh, was that you broke up a little bit? Oh, sorry. I said it's hard to explain, but once you know what we're trying to say, you completely understand it. Yep, exactly, exactly. What's coming up in the near future? I mean, you've got a lot of stuff in the ground. Um, what's coming up? What are you going to be doing in the next month or so? Uh, same stuff, planting more. I, I, I actually just kind of had an epiphany this afternoon, actually. I, I'm going to try to go into some, I'm going to try story. to get a restaurant. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get into a restaurant or two this summer. Okay. So in order to do that, I've got to up my salad mix production and I've got some, I've got an area that I've kind of cleared and then kind of let let it go because i didn't think i was going to need it this summer sure so i'm going to get back over there re clear it lay out another 200 300 foot of of beds and that's going to be more more salad mixed stuff and i'm going to try to make a go at a, at a restaurant or two i've got an in at one restaurant okay um so i'm going to talk to them this weekend and see if i can still you know get in with them and see the quantity and because when i first started he he really wanted it, but I couldn't produce the quantity uh, every week, and now I think I can. Sure. So I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed the process up. Yeah. A lot more than what I thought I was going to six months ago, but. <laughs> so that that's that's one thing. Um, just day to day stuff that you know, that you got to do. I harvest almost every day. Yeah. I get a text message or two or three at night or in the mornings because everybody knows that, that I sell to knows I go to the farm at six thirty in the morning. Sure. Like, Hey, can I get salad today? Sorry for the last minute. So hmm. I harvest, I harvest almost every morning and then deliver on my lunch break and, and then go back at night and plant or clear or, you know, do something. So it's just the grind. Yeah. As Scott says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is truly the grind, but Hey, you're, you're, uh, it sounds like things are really, on the uptick and that's great you know and that's really cool and it's inspiring because i know there's i know there's a few people in small scale life that uh that follow small scale life that are really interested in what you're doing and how you're doing it um so this will be a great inspiration so folks like jay jay i know you're listening think about it man and uh it can be possible jay email me (laughs) find me on instagram Hit me up. I will help you. I, w- I dude. I got. I, I was on Diego's podcast, Small Farm, Farm Small, Farm Smart. Yeah. Vice versa, something a while back, and you know he has a huge audience. Yeah, I mean, it's does. ridiculous how many people. And I've gotten probably twenty five DMs on Instagram. You know, and they all say the same. Say the same thing. I'm thinking about starting a farm. I don't know. I didn't think I had the time. I didn't think I, you know, I wanted to put in the work, but after hearing your, after hearing that podcast with Diego and hearing the passion you have and how much fun you're having doing it, you know, you, you've almost every one of them said you've inspired me to move forward or do more work or make a plan or something. And that's, that means more to me than, than anything money could buy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff, man. And, and, uh, you know, Instagram is a great way to find to find Michael. That's where I we text a lot there, especially when I comment on his videos and and 
you know, some of the shenanigans that happens <laughs> day to day from yeah. life, right? <laughs> yep. But um, if, if you're on there, if you're on there, go look up, you know, Ray Tyler over at Rose Creek. Um, look up Singing Frog Farm. Like, look up other farms because yeah. that's where I get my inspiration. I mm-hmm. see Ray Tyler's farm, and it just, I told a guy the other day, I was like, dude, this guy's farm needs to be on a calendar. Like, yeah. I would buy a calendar of just his farm and the guy just looked at me and he could, like he doesn't understand like what i mean because yep. he doesn't care about farming that much but the stuff you see on there is just amazing and it's so it's so inspirational to see yeah and i think it's cool that uh you've kind of you're starting to develop a little network around you too of these of other farms i mean you had a video recently um just you shared that with me this weekend with uh oh who's a weight who's a bodybuilder guy uh, that, that was yeah, yeah, the vegan guy. Yeah, the vegan guy. Yeah, and and uh, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. But you're talking about farms starting up every day, and uh, you know, just to have, you know, if they connect with you and everything, to have that community around you too. So, you know, it's a good thing because sometimes. Oh, it, 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 go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just say it's great because, like, even though Scott at Flavorful Farms that we spoke about a minute ago is in Alaska. Yep. We bounced, Canada. like, I sent him a video of my uh, mirror lettuce, it's M-U-I-R, yeah. and I was like, hey, dude, you need, to, you need to try this, because this is amazing stuff, and he's like, I've never I've never tried it. I was like, just buy a small package and try it, and then eight days later, it regrew itself, and it's not supposed to be a cut and come again type deal, so one cut and you're done, but I left it in the ground just to see, Sure. and I messaged him again, I was like, dude, this stuff came back. If this stuff comes back twice... It's a game changer because it's a completely different lettuce than Salanova. And he's like, that's awesome. I'm going to try it. Thanks. And then I get messages from other farmers like, hey, have you done this? Or, you know, shows me stuff. So it's the amount of stuff you can learn from other people. And it's so easy at your fingertips and at your convenience and and everything. It's just awesome. I love it. Yeah, and I like that it's collaborative. It's not like uh, you're trying to steal... Oh, I'm going to steal all the you know all the customers in the Dallas Fort Worth there. I mean, my God, there's so many people that are looking for real food that you're not stepping on them and stealing the, all the customers. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. There's there's three million people in Dallas. If I service 100 families a year, I make 120 thousand dollars a year. If I service 100 families, so that's doable, dude. That is that that wow. That's game changing right there. You know? Yeah, that's. That's what I'm working for, and then you throw in one or two restaurants that you make twenty or thirty thousand off a year. You're set for. I mean, you're you're set, especially in Texas when your house is one hundred and forty thousand dollars for a brand new house. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that in a normal Texas economy, it's one hundred and forty. Right now, they're about one hundred and eighty. Yeah. And if Amazon's if Amazon ends up in Dallas, they're going to go to like two hundred because they're going to bring in so many people. Oh yeah. But yeah, housing market in Dallas is the cheapest in the country, probably for a metropolitan top area. Right. Right. No, I need to pass this along to my. Uh... Anyway, yeah, uh, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, you and uh, Julie just come down and hang out for a weekend, and, and y'all move here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might have family that are going to be down that way, so, uh, you know, that might be something worth uh, looking into someday, you know, especially turning into yeah, and birds g- and all that kind of stuff. I'll give you I'll give you a part of my farm so you can have your own, like, full-size garden. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll, get that, you, uh, you a- we'll get that greenhouse and the hoop house up then. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, I just want you here so I can put you like labor, like so I got some free labor. Oh, 
<laughs> I see how it is. I see how it I'm, is. I'm just being selfish right now. <laughs> hey, man, I get it. I get it. You think I wouldn't take over the Dallas Half Acre Farm, man? I would be all over that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you'll wait till I get it all up and running, and you'll be like, ah, I, I got this, Mike. You did all the hard work. That's right. I'll wrestle you for it. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I think I might lose. Just sweep the knee and I'll be done. Anything else going on? Anything else you want to share? I mean, we'll keep it kind of tight and uh, get you on your way because I know you got kids. And I mean, third days, school days left of the year, which I'm not counting or anything. I just happen to know that. Um, and then I'm out for summer. I mean, basically my life right now revolves around the farm, the kids, my training business, and working out at 4 o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I don't. I don't have much of a life other than that, but it sure is fun. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the Jocko Willick thing up at 4, right? Yeah, my alarm is set for 4.06. And <laughs> I have no idea why it's 4.06, but it, <laughs> it works, so I'm not changing it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was up an hour after you this morning, and we got, Julie and I got some work done, so that was good. It was, uh, you know, getting trying to get back on this healthy thing, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's really about it. Cool. I'd like to compete again. Um, you know, when, when, when time allows competition, getting ready for that kind of competition takes a lot of time and energy and effort. And I just don't have it right now with the farm, but maybe late fall or early next spring, I can do something. Cool. Cool. All right, man. And so we'll check you later. We'll check in with you hopefully in a month or so we can break in and and just do a half an hour or something just to keep everybody up to date. And, uh, you know, stick around. I mean, stay tuned. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, just with everything going on with Facebook and everything, I'm really starting to play around with forums and putting a forum on small-scale life. So that might be a good place for collaboration and all this kind of stuff, too. So stick around for that. We'll see what I come up with, <laughs> um, what my technical cool. brain can work out. But uh, that'd be a good good spot to, for Rose Creek and you and uh, other people to come together and gather as well. So things won't be yep. memory hold like uh, like they are on Facebook all the time, you know? <laughs> yep. That sounds good, man. I'd, like I said, I would, if there's anybody out there that needs any help, any like tips, motivation, wh- whatever, please contact me. Because cool. in 20 years, I really honest, honestly believe that farms like mine and, and all these farms that we talk about are going to be feeding way more people than they are now like we're just scratching the surface oh, yeah. of what's possible and i find and, and i re I, I find myself believing that more and more every single day because every single day i find somebody that either heard about me or sees me delivering it and ask what it is and they're so excited i mean it, it's freaking food and people get so excited about it and if you're thinking about doing it, I promise you, you can make money doing it. Yeah. Well, and it tastes good. It's healthy for you. You know exactly what you're putting on it and what you're not putting on it and what it took to get to that point so it tastes even sweeter. So, And it's got a story, you know. I think that's very powerful, yep. and that's what people want to connect to. So I think it's great. And, what, once, and once you get going, like, I, I like I'm, there might be somebody that's 55 listening right now, and they're like, I don't want to put in that work. You know, that's, so, that's, that's too much work. Once you get it going... Like, it's not that hard of work. Like, you plant a seed, you water it, you harvest it, and you sell it. Like, you're not, like, having to clear the land every year. Right. Like, it's just, it, it, it's not that hard of work once you get going. So, I'm looking forward to when I'm 50 and I'm done clearing land and I'm just out there doing day-to-day stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's great, man. I th- that is a good point. And I think, yeah, I think I'll think about that a little bit. I think Julie will be very <laughs> nervous. No. <laughs> 
But uh, no, I think that's great, dude. I think that's awesome. Cool. Anything else, Michael? Nope. Like I said, I think 10 times, holler at me on Instagram if I can help anybody You know, with anything at all. I don't mind helping. Very cool. Well, Dallas, Half Acre Farms, Michael Bell, the stud, the big man for you. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's always great to visit. All right. We'll talk to you later. Later, bud. All right. As Michael stated, you can start profitable urban farming using simple techniques, connecting with people who are looking for great tasting, fresh produce in your area using Instagram. By starting small, you can focus on your client's needs and share your story as you sell your produce. As Curtis Stone has said on many occasions, your customers want to share your story and your experience with others, that experience they have with you. And once you sell your produce, customers will share their experience with others. Michael experienced that very same thing with the ladies who spent time at the farm and essentially sold his product to the whole office. He didn't have to make a pitch. They just bought. That's awesome. So you can do this. And there's people out there that can help. We'll continue to explore these topics with Michael in future Bellcasts, and we really appreciate Michael being on the Small Scale Life podcast. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Small Scale Life. We'll be back very soon. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. We'll have a midweek motivation. Maybe we'll get some things in here towards the end of the week. We've got some gardening things to discuss and explore, but we appreciate you being here. And remember to continue to learn, do, and grow, and live a simple life. And we'll see you soon. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Take care, everybody.